La Linea is the Juarez cartel's armed enforcer gang. The group was formed in the late 90s as a collective of corrupt police officers protecting the once mighty Amado Carrillo Fuentes. They were known as the Line, hence the group's name, La Linea, which loosely translates to the Line. Since then, they have carried out numerous massacres throughout the state of Chihuahua, as well as assaults on reporters, politicians, everyday citizens, and pretty much anyone else who happens to be on their bad side that day. They do not really need a major reason to start spraying bullets everywhere. This makes them particularly unstable and dangerous. Speaking of which, if you're a regular listener or viewer of Baggage Unclaimed episodes, you may have an idea of how obsessed I am with keeping the lights on around here. That being said, please take a gander at our new collection. Really great stuff in there. Anything you purchase directly helps support production of our episodes and stuff. Link in the description. Introduction to Lalinia. Unlike many other armed groups, Lalinia does not have a definite founder. The group was founded by a collective. Here's a synopsis. In 1993, narco extraordinaire and skilled pilot Amado Carrillo Fuentes, known as the Lord of the Skies for flying airliners full of pure Colombian snow into Mexico, takes control of Juarez cartel operations in the city of Ciudad Juarez. This conveniently helps him smuggle hundreds of tons of snow over the border, deep into the United States. In 1994, Mexico joins the North American Free Trade Agreement with the United States and Canada. This opens up hundreds of factories in Ciudad Juarez as exports boom. The city's population grows as people from all over Mexico arrive in search of work, but many of them struggle to find employment and end up getting involved in narco business. In 1997, Vicente Carrillo Fuentes takes over leadership of the Juarez cartel after his brother Amado dies during a messed up plastic surgery operation in Mexico City. Someone mentioned in the comments of our previous episode that this dude might have had a successful surgery, changed his appearance, faked his on death, and retired from organized crime. I wouldn't be surprised if this is how things went down. Nineteen ninety-eight is where La Linea comes in. A collective of police officers from the Ciudad Juarez force and the surrounding state of Chihuahua move into small-time narco-dealing in the border city, they later become official enforcers for the Juarez cartel. Working for Vicente Carrillo Fuentes. They became very important when the Juarez cartel entered serious conflict with the Sinaloa organization in the early 2000s. Due to their jurisdiction being smack right in the middle of the narco trail with numerous entry points into the United States, they have had to be vicious. Just to keep the Juarez cartel in control of the region. As you may be well aware, any location along the United States border is prime narco real estate. Pretty much every narco group is always trying to invade. This made Ciudad Juarez one of the 10 most violent cities in the world for a long time. Ciudad Juarez, sometimes known as Juarez, is the most populous city in the Mexican state of Chihuahua, with an estimated population of 1.5 million residents. Juarez is also regarded as the worst city for women in Mexico because of the high rate in violence against women and rampant misogyny. As recently as 2021, Juarez is the world's third most dangerous city, with a homicide rate of about 104 homicides per 100,000 inhabitants. 
the city's tourism economy has collapsed as a result of gradual rise in crime rates due to all the narco activity. The turf disputes between the rival Sinaloa and Juarez cartels are frequently blamed for the rise in severe violence in the city. And another body was found wrapped in a blanket and placed on a couch in South Juarez. Juarez police say they responded to an emergency call from residents of the Colonia Pradera, reporting the body was left at a nearby park. The growing violence in the city of Juarez is widely thought to be caused by a number of factors, including poverty, narco-related violence, and government corruption. La Linea is at the forefront of all this violence. Operations of La Linea Their activities include vicious murders, extortions, kidnappings, intimidation, racketeering, destruction of property and over a dozen massacres. Not to mention misogyny. Apparently they have a proclivity for harassing women and let's just say being really violent with them. It is quite strange how most publications on the subject really emphasize this aspect of their operations. You have to be a special breed of scumbag for misogyny to be listed as a major crime of yours. As recently as 2021, they are also thought to have their finger in the migrant crisis pie. On the eve of 23rd October 2010, multiple Alinea operatives showed up at a house in the neighborhood of Horizontes del Sur in Ciudad Juarez. They just started spraying bullets at specific residents. 14 people ended up dead and over 20 were injured. They then drove off after the carnage half an hour later. All this happened during a child's birthday party. Just a few months prior to this, on January 31, 2010 was the Villas de Salvarca massacre, still in the city of Ciudad Juarez. This massacre went down at the birthday party of a neighborhood kid called Jesus Enriquez. There were about 60 people in attendance. Most of whom were high school and college kids. Later that night, over a dozen armed La Linea operatives showed up in pickup trucks, entered the party house, and just started spraying bullets on the attendees. 14 people were executed and 18 injured. They were aged between 15 and 20. On 10 June 2010, over a dozen armed Lalinia operatives showed up at a church-run rehabilitation clinic in Chihuahua City. They donned bulletproof vests and black ski masks. They then rounded up over 23 individuals from the clinic, lined them up, and again, started spraying bullets. 19 of them were killed and 4 sustained critical injuries. After investigations, majority were former narco operatives trying to turn their lives around. They were still executed nonetheless. Authorities claimed that sometimes cartels recruit operatives from recovery facilities and frequently execute individuals who refuse to cooperate. Others are slain because they cheated a dealer or didn't pay for their addictions. The cartels also commonly target unregistered treatment facilities, since they are more likely to take in active gang members trying to overcome addictions. These victims are more vulnerable to retaliation attacks in private clinics than they are at government-approved facilities because they are not connected to the criminal justice system and have fewer security measures. There are almost 100,000 addicts in Ciudad Juarez alone, and many of the rehab centers are run by ex-addicts or former narco-operatives trying to do good. As a result, cartels and street gangs easily penetrate them and cause serious mayhem. Lalinia is well known for hitting these soft targets. On June 16, 2010, a severely beaten man was dressed up in police uniform and dumped close to a vehicle loaded with 22 pounds of C4. Police officers were the target for this attack. The plan was to dump the severely beaten and barely breathing man in police uniform next to the C4-loaded vehicle. 
When police officers showed up to investigate, a Lalani operative would then remotely trigger the explosive. Let's just say their plan went ahead without a hitch. The explosive was detonated, and close to five people were killed. It turns out that the man in the police uniform was an ordinary civilian, kidnapped, and thoroughly beaten just for this project. This is how messed up in the head these guys can be. Their most infamous escapade would come to pass in 2019. Numerous individuals strapped with assault rifles set up shop for an ambush in the early hours of November 4, 2019, along a dirt road in Sonora, Mexico, 70 miles from the U.S. border. Three SUVs showed up, two moving forward and one following. There were three women and 14 kids in the vehicles. Some were heading to a wedding, while others were heading north into Arizona as they left the rural community of Lamar. The assailants started shooting, first hitting the car in back before moving on to the cars in front. The cushions, dashboards, and windows of the vehicles were all pierced by the gunshots. The attackers then set fire to one of the vehicles, a Chevrolet Tahoe that was transporting Renita Miller LeBaron and her four children, leaving the vehicle's frame as a charred pile of metal. After Christina Langford Johnson got out of her suburban and appeared to be pleading for mercy, the men shot her dead. Six children and three mothers were murdered in total. Amid the great brutality, fortune showed flashes of mercy. Five children hid in terror for hours on the chilly mountainside after surviving bullet wounds to their back, jaw, leg, wrist, and chest. A boy made a 14-mile walk to get help. His sister, age 9, was lost on dirt paths with just one shoe on and a bloody, blistered foot. Christina's 7-month-old daughter Faith Marie Johnson, who was in a car seat in the back, was also missed by the barrage of bullets. She would endure more than 9 hours without food, water, or milk. Despite having a nasty cut to her head. A round of applause for this little champ. She's a fighter. All this turned out to be a case of mistaken identity. Apparently they were targeting some other group of people, but these folks happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Personally, I call BS on this, since we are very well aware of how seriously these scumbags take their misogyny. Leadership of Lalinia When it comes to leadership, Lalinia is pretty secretive. We may periodically have a suspected figurehead but absolutely no information about any other members in the leadership structure. Even the dude believed to be the group's current leader, Juan Pablo Ledesma, is thought to be dead. Other notable leaders include, Luis Guillermo Castillo Rubio, alias El Periente. He was arrested on April 20, 2012. This dude is believed to be one of the earliest leaders of the group. Next was Marco Antonio Guzman, alias Brad Pitt. For the record, he looks nothing like Brad Pitt, but cool. This dude was a former police officer and also believed to be one of the initial members of the group. Another leader was Luis Carlos Vasquez Berrigan, alias L20. This dude is considered an active duty operative. One of the most disgustingly brutal ones. The most notable leader is Jose Antonio Costa Hernandez, alias L Diego. This dude is easily the worst of the bunch. He was extradited to the United States from Mexico on March 16, 2012. He is believed to have led brutal operations in the city of Ciudad Juarez. He is believed to have ordered hits and sometimes personally murdered up to 1500 people. This right here is the definition of a bad dude. He even looks scary in photos. In conclusion, Lalini is slowly replacing the once mighty Juarez cartel as we discussed in our previous episode. They started as simply an enforcer group, but are fast becoming a fully-fledged narco-organization. Independently operating in northern Mexico. It is just a matter of time before they officially come out as an independent cartel.
Thanks for being with me in this episode of Narco 101. Please check out our previous episode on the Juarez Cartel. This is pretty much a continuation of that episode. Also, please help keep the lights on around here. Check out our new merch collection. Your support is very much appreciated. Finally, give a thumbs up, comment and all that good stuff that helps these episodes get suggested to a wider audience.